right, welcome back to Bare Knuckles and Brass Tacks, the cybersecurity podcast that tackles the vendor-customer relationship. I'm George K. with the vendor side. And I'm George A., Chief Information Security Officer. And this week, we are in a reflective mood. Um, it's going to be a shorter episode, but we wanted to take some time to reflect on our previous episode about Hacker Summer Camp and the reception that we got, and also what we are hoping to do here on season two of Bare Knuckles and Brass Tacks. So, George, why don't we start off? I know you and I have gotten separate messages from separate people, but talk to me about the reception to our Hacker Summer Camp episode. So my kind of feedback has fallen into two categories. Mm -hmm. The first is from the pure practitioner types who are really loving kind of like the... um, I don't even want to say against the grain perspective, against the marketing grain perspective, mm-hmm. that DEF CON actually had the greater business value than Black Hat did. If you're a pure practitioner looking at like, okay, what's the emerging tech in the space? What's going to help me solve a lot of these like AI-driven problems? What's going to help me enable our actual groups across the enterprise in a secure manner? The folks that you want to talk to for real innovative answers, they're at DEF CON. I think yeah. that's a trend that's going to continue. I see RSA, be, or sorry, I see Black Hat, that was a Freudian slip, turning into yet another like RSA. Um, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's, you look the, at the actual booths, you look at the gimmicks and everything, it's, it's getting away from being like, how can we sell and solve problems to like, look at this cool F1 car. Hey, there's Tom Cruise, like different things. I was going to say, yeah, I was on another podcast and I characterized it at the on the fly that it felt like black hat was very blue team sort of like the existing technologies shields up defend and defcon very felt much like the red team side including like how are we going to try to break the things that you want to do with ai as a business which was you know very valuable from a strategic defense planning perspective yeah like i saw black hat as like if you had like maybe say a junior analyst or a mid-level analyst or some mm-hmm. folks who are at that, you know, entry tier and they're trying to learn the industry and like who the big players are and where the traditional space is, great learning opportunity. But if you're there to actually be like, hey, I got some real problems to solve and I'm stressed out, DEF CON was where it was at. <clears throat> but the other thing, and I think you probably got a lot of the same kind of feedback from this as well, on the equity front, a lot of yeah. women, man, inside and outside of the cyber industry, and I, and I have a lot of female friends who are nothing to do with cyber who listen to our show. Um, they were just lit aflame because the things yeah. that we observed happening have been so widely known and accepted by so many of them across sectors that you know they've been trained to look at them almost positively uh, before a real world call out culture actually began to form. And that was actually a direct feedback item I got from another executive, not in our industry this morning. And they were saying when she first started out, some of her superiors told her like, oh, well, you know, if buddy hits on you a little bit on the client side, that's a good thing. That means the business is developing in the right direction. Jesus Christ. What? (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. How'd you find it? (laughs) I felt, really naive you know i i think that i believed we had gotten a a little bit farther and i feel i was slightly removed from the situation but now being closer to the ground and closer to 
uh, my female friends at the social events, just knowing the rampant levels of harassment is just, I'm really angry about it still. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of constructive ways to channel that rage. Obviously, neither you or I are big or powerful enough to put a stop to all toxic behavior, but I'm trying to think about what can we do at a bare minimum in event spaces. Um, so just kind of noodling on that. But yeah, I got a similar level of feedback in terms of at least thank you for publicly airing it and taking it to task, especially on the vendor side. Like, I think the sexualized marketing became like white noise. And then it kind of died down, right? Because um, I think 2019 RSA was like a really big brouhaha over the quote unquote booth bunnies. But the fact that they came back or that the the same kind of messaging is just wrapped in different packaging um, is really irritating to most. And especially you, you know, a lot of female CISOs, like, what is that doing for them? You know, like, as the buyer on the floor, like, what, what is that doing? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really understand the logic because I also have never been part of a marketing team that sat around and like, let's build a campaign. And, you know, I always like to think that people are professional about their jobs and there's some, some voice yeah. of reason in the room. that's like, Hey, so I don't think this is what our target market's going to want to see, but you're the marketer brother. I mean, if they were thinking really carefully about their target market, you and I would never show <laughs> because they would have taken the time to understand the the worries, the stakeholder management, all of that, instead of just, you know, I solve all the things tomorrow, buy me now, free trial. I do think, though, and in the feedback you got kind of keys on the main point, guys like you and I and anyone like us, like we don't have the power to arbitrarily change the whole industry or the whole culture. Yeah. But if we keep openly talking about it, if we don't let it just slip into the cracks, because like you pointed out, you know, 2019 RSA was like a thing and there was like tangible progress. And then people kind of stopped talking about it because it's kind of like, oh, well, we got there. We're good. And then complacency yeah. slipped in and then it brewed back up. And I think that's just that's the cycle if you don't keep talking about it. Yeah. Sunlight is the best antiseptic. So um, expect that we will personally haunt you if you are engaged in this behavior. <laughs> Correct. Um, all right. So we are now officially in season two. Uh, it's been a blast. I think we've gotten a, maybe a warmer reception than we anticipated. I think we thought this was going to be like Wayne's world, but we were like, public access just doing it for the walls um but uh yeah we had a i had a great time in canada earlier this year i think you were saying last episode how many people were coming up to you uh what are your thoughts what do you want to talk about in season two i mean really we just have to continue the momentum we we ended season one with um i was in the same boat as you i just thought you were a cool dude and i thought the idea was pretty novel where i could like sync up with a, an American sales executive and be like, Hey, so let's, let's talk about what's annoying about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, cause if, if we lived in the same city, I would have been like, Hey, let's just grab a beer. And then it would have been the same thing, just not right. virtual. Um, I'm amazed at the amount of people who have seemed to have resonated with the message and the conversation. And it's, it's really kind of humbling and inspiring at the same time. I do think, you know, <clears throat> the fact that we've managed to pull together interest and participation, from everyone, right? Sales, practitioners, in investors, executives. 
that has to be one of the biggest pieces of progress that this this show or any similar yeah. project could have made is that we are crossing the lines and actually bringing everyone together into a unified conversation because we all see the problems. And I think we all bring different perspectives to the table of how to try to solve it or move it in the right direction. Um, I think, again, the more we keep expanding the tent, the more we find these really interesting, innovative, creative folks who've overcome things and they've, they've shown resilience, these living examples for a lot of people who listen to our show or stumble upon the show, I think they're the biggest value add possible because it's like, hey, yeah. what else are two random dudes that I've never met before in my life? Why would I care what they have to say? Um, and, and really, you know, the big takeaway, I guess, for me going into year two, I'm convinced that the overall theme of the show is going to be around a constant hammering of we can do this better. Yeah. And I think that coalition of the willing, as it were, <laughs> is enough. If we can keep if we can keep the momentum going, we can maybe begin to affect a little bit of change. And I think people are seeing that there is an ROI to be had if you don't just kind of do the same thing that everyone else is doing. Mm especially maybe the startup Mavericks, if they can get behind that, then they'll see a different way of coming to market than their predecessors did. Cause it's not like markets are static and it's not like buyers behavior stays exactly the same. Oh yes, I am a CISO. And I'm going to sit here and endure the cold calling barrage on my home cell phone. Well, I'll tell you, you know what, you're right, but here's where the difference has to be. And it's the intent because it's like, we, we were just at BH and, and DC last week. We met a bunch of innovators I think if your overall purpose is to build a proper disrupting technology and you're committed to seeing that vision to as great maturity as you can, those are the type of people yeah. that will want to set a healthy culture because they're committed for the long haul. If you're building a thing because you want to scale it up and then sell it to the first big shop that will buy it off you, I don't think they're going to give a shit. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And um, all right. So what are we looking forward to this season? I will tell you, we have gotten an incredible reception to the stickers. I want to make more to the hat. 100% the hat. It's how we get recognized, but it's also how what people want. And uh, we cannot run that off of our personal credit cards any mm -hmm. longer. Um, so I think we're looking to set up, whether it's Ko-Fi or some Patreon-like uh, resource so that supporters of the show, if you want to help us create these things, uh, you're more than willing to join us and we would love to have you in that community. Uh, what for else? context sake, George, if you want to go over again, why is it an InfoSec show, a passion project like this, would not want to go to Patreon specifically? What did Patreon do to piss us off? Yeah, they fired all of their InfoSec team. <laughs> Like it was one fell swoop on LinkedIn last year where they were like all the people open to work were suddenly from Patreon. And it felt like, well, if you have subscribers and you have their data and then you have payment info, that's not really a great look. So, yeah. So the other thing, <clears throat> just to tell the audience, we are looking into alternative solutions that didn't screw over a bunch of our colleagues we will get back to you, but we've also had a bunch of people talk to us about having some kind of way that they could support us for using that terminology. Uh, so we will try to come up with that hopefully in the next month or two timeline, I think. Yeah. And to be clear, this is not a for-profit enterprise. All of that money no, no. is going to go into 
production of swag and contests and stuff. Um, we both got jobs. Graphic design t-shirt fund. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I did think it was funny that when I first Googled alternatives to Patreon, the first thing that came up with was only fans. And I just decided that was a road that you and I did not want to go down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, no, I'm not going to open up the can of worms. No, no. <laughs> on a, on a different. Too hot, even for this show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, on a different note, though, uh, I would put this out to folks since we, you know, George and I are doing the thing in industry and, and it's a, at least a, it's a global game that we tend to uh, tend to go things to and or attempt to go to things in North America. Pardon there. Yep. Uh, bring bare knuckles and brass tacks to your conference. Bring us out to your trade show. Bring us out to your yeah. event. If you have a cool thing going, uh, if it works in George and I's schedules, we'd love to come out meet people set up a live show if that's potentially possible but i do think um outside of just the viewership and obviously you know engaging with people virtually nothing nothing beats breaking bread and having a good laugh with folks and uh if there's one thing that reminded of us or we remind of last week it this is the purest form of networking possible yeah 100 if you want to bring us out to an event to uh, a couple of companies you want us to review your stuff live in a good-hearted and and you know stalwart manner we're happy to do that that would be a blast that would be a lot of fun i literally just thought of that um but uh yeah we want to get the supporters out there so we can get the stuff to you uh and we want to yeah. you into that so i think that's all we got for this week right yeah um i guess a couple upcoming events if you are uh in are on the east coast uh so i i think george view might be coming up for sector uh possibly in october yeah i can't make i don't think i can make sector because that's like three trips in one month and i will be served with divorce papers but i will be in the dc area for predict because i want to see you for predict our, our our man neil saltman and mike mclaughlin for sure and probably a whole bunch of other tunes because you know all the weirdos love security intelligence shows <laughs> right <laughs> but i think that's uh, that's all we got for this week man all right well bare knuckle brawlers thank you for listening all through season one and follow us into season two and we will catch you soon talk to you guys later <laughs>